ready? Born ready. It's another episode of your favorite political podcast, Where the Party At. I am your host, Saba Long. As always, thank you for rocking with us. This is episode two of the year 2024. We are back in the studio, and this time we've got a guest. Angela Jetty is our first guest of the year. We are going to talk about a topic that is happening right now in real time. The 2024 Georgia Legislative Session. What the heck is that? Why should you care about that? We're going to break all that down so that you walk away understanding what's happening, how you can get involved, and making sure that your voice is heard because we don't want the politics to happen to you. We want it to happen with you. So to kick it off, Angela, welcome to the pod. Excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Excited to be one first guest. First okay, guest yeah. of the year. Congratulations. <laughs> and this is your first pod ever. First pod ever, yeah. Cool, uh, cool. Very much behind the scenes person. So it's, uh... Yeah, well, welcome. I hope that this is a great experience for you. And then before you know it, you'll be a podcast pro. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the legislative session, what's going on with it. But before we do that, I want to introduce the folks to you. Why are you the person that we're bringing on to talk about this? So give us a little bit about your background and how you got involved in politics. Yeah. So this will be my fourth legislative session at the Gold Dome. Um, I got into politics uh, pretty much during the pandemic, um, actually a little bit before. I interned with uh, state representative Dr. Jasmine Clark, who represents Lilburn, Gwinnett. Uh, started off as an intern with her just to like, you know, see what it's about i've always like been involved in politics on a global scale so it's just something that's always been around me so i was like let me figure out what it is in georgia locally um so kind of got used to it that first year um and did more work for her went worked for the campaign for her so uh kind of made my way up became her chief of staff um and through that just learned everything all the fun that goes on in that big beautiful building <laughs> that we call the Georgia Capitol so yeah. yeah so you started as an intern and worked your way up to chief of staff yes that that's is. very impressive thank you yeah it really was um I just saw things in the office where I was like oh I can help with this and before I knew it I was just handling all of it so yeah. great way yeah mm -hmm. so think back to that first session as an intern what was it that you learned? What was it that surprised you about the legislative process? Just give us a little bit of insight. Yes. I mean, it was from what I was that first year, I really just wanted to get all the rules and the procedures down because there's just so much jargon that goes on, like signy die, for instance. I heard it and I was like, what does this even mean? Like, why are we still using Latin phrases in the which is modern, very yeah. common in electoral <clears throat> politics. Yes. Right? Yeah. Which in public I think policy. is kind of a barrier 
for regular people. It's right. kind of like, oh, you have to go research what this is. So it's kind of this like almost like gate. It's like, yeah, they're yeah. gatekeeping essentially. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not how politics should be. You're elected to serve the people. So I don't. So that was one thing. Um, I found out was a lot of like hurry up and wait. Mm. You would do a lot of things, research and everything and like rush around and then just have to wait for things. Um, just all like the process of like how a bill gets passed, what happens in committee meetings, um, very much like the internal politics between like representatives and then the senators um, and then staffers, like very much so some staffers kind of run the office um, and it's kind of like their agenda or so that was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as the, I think by my third legislative session, I was like, I have a handle on this. I know exactly what's going on. So yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. So the legislator meets starts in January it does for 40 days. Yep. Just give us a overview of that 40 day period. Yeah, so it's 40 days, and it's not 40 consecutive days. Right. It's just 40 right. calendar days. Um, yep, starts usually that first week of January. Um, and in between, you have a week for budgets, uh, for budget week, uh, as we call it. And we're going into budget week <clears throat> We now. are. Yep, next week is budget week, so they'll be discussing everything, all the, all the money, everything that's to do with money. So, um, so they're yeah. they are reviewing the governor's budget. Is yes, that right? That's right. Yeah. So there's um, they will go into um, obviously the meetings and they'll just break down everything and yeah, review it. So it will be it's kind of a quiet week as it's kind of known. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then after that, it picks up and yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, actually, the only thing everyone, all the legislators are required to do is pass the budget. So they very well could just pass a budget and then and be done. go home. Yeah. Right. So, but that doesn't happen. But that does not happen. <laughs> they well, a lot more happen. Right. Then. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> okay. So you worked on the house side. I did. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what that side is like compared to the Senate side. Yeah. So the house obviously has a lot more members. My experience working in the House, um, very different from the Senate in, in the sense that like a lot more members, so a lot more um a lot more work is done, I guess, in a way. Um I feel like you get more uh you get like a wider experience. Um and so you can work with uh different members. Like if you're not like so as a staffer. I think like you can work with you, when you work with your member, you can work with like different members as well. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. So when you were a staffer for Representative Clark, <clears throat> represents Gwinnett, who's a Democrat, mm -hmm. as a staffer and for her, are you working with other lawmakers on who represent the same types of areas that you are? So are these other are these other members of the Gwinnett County delegation, or are these members who are part of a particular committee? Help people understand. What does it mean to say you're working with multiple members? Um, so I would say uh, working with multiple members as in, so like, for example, if you pass a bill about um, education, um, you would work with other members that are probably on like, for example, the higher education committee. Um, and so that's Democrats and Republicans. Um, and you would go to other members who'd want to sign on to the bill, for example. Um, I think 
as a staffer and for the way that we did things in uh, Rep Clark's office, very research based because she is the microbiologist. She's a policy wonk. Yes. yes. So we were very like get all the research done, very organized, methodical, like uh, uh, with the tracking and everything. Right. Um, but some offices will use this other staff to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So they may use the house research staff. Yes. And yeah. they may not have the internal staff to do that. Yeah. So I think every office is set up differently and it just depends on who you work for. Right. Um, so, yeah. It's, yeah. So on the health side, just help us understand what does it mean if a representative says, okay, I want to pass this bill this session. Mm-hmm. They introduce the bill. Just help us understand what is that process. The life like? of a bill. Yeah. So, um, the house on the house side, you can introduce a bill, and also, which I think people should know, it doesn't have to be up to the house member. If the general public is interested in passing a specific legislation, you can approach your representative and be like, "I want this to pass," and usually, I mean. Most people obviously have have done their research, come to us, and we look into it. But the life of a bill starts at drafting the bill, um, which led with legislative council. So that's all the jargon and everything to make it. Um, and then you and, file and, it, and they're drafting the bill to make sure that it's legal, that mm-hmm. it fits into the Georgia Constitution. Yeah, a legal bill. Yeah, yeah. So there's wonderful staff there that make sure everything is <laughs> right, the exactly the way that it needs to be. Um, it then the bill then gets filed, um, and after it's filed, it gets read on the House floor for the first time. That's the first reading of the bill. Um, it then after that it gets assigned to committee. Um, so I'll just take education as um an example. So it'll get assigned to higher ed, so mm-hmm. the higher education committee. Um, and so once a bill goes into committee, that's where it's dissected, discussed. Um, people are invited for testimony. So that's everyone from the author of the bill, so the representative that's introducing it to subject matter experts, general public, lobbyists, um, anyone that, you know, right. all the information they need to know. Um, so once it's, a com- once it's in committee, there are three things that can happen. It either passes out of committee favorably, it passes with amendments, so some small changes here and there. It doesn't pass, um, which then, you know. It's dead. It doesn't mean that it's dead. It just is it's just held. held. Um, and that's the same thing. We've talked about city council bills. This is a very similar process on the Atlanta City Council. Mm. Yeah. So it is it can those are like the three options that can happen. Um, once it is passed out of committee, let's say with favorable, mm-hmm. it's passed out favorably, goes back to the House floor Um in the House, actually, a step before that, the bill is read a second time, which is different than in the Senate, which is not read a second time. It's only read after it passes out of committee in the Senate. So the House, that's like a small change between the difference between the House and the Senate. Um, once it passes out of committee, goes back to the floor, gets read for a third time, and then it's open for voting, um, which comes with more discussion. Um, right. So lawmakers will go on the House floor. And if it's something that's, you know, controversial, both sides will 
speak for and against it, and then it gets voted on. So in the second and third read, can it also be amended at that time? So if it's in committee, yes. Um, But so sometimes a bill can go back to committee, get more changes made, and then then get passed out again. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Um, And then there's a day called Crossover Day. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell us what Crossover Day is and why that's such an important day from a legislative process. Yep. So Crossover Day is essentially the midpoint of the session. Um, and then so all the bills that have been passed in the House go to the Senate and then vice versa. Um, so if a bill. Um, so that is the the day that like all the bills uh, yeah, crossover. It's like actually one of the easiest days to explain um, and then so the Senate will have the House bills, the House will have the Senate bills, and they will uh, discuss it, vote on it, and then it goes back to the original chamber where it came from. So yeah. if a bill does not make it on crossover <clears throat> day, what happens to that bill? So it is very unlikely that it will pass that session. Um, so this, so 2024, we are in the second year um, of a two year of session. A two-year session. So any bills that didn't pass last year are still alive this year. But if it doesn't pass this year, it's dead and you have to reintroduce it mm-hmm. next legislative session. Got it. And then sine die, which you all heard us mention before, mm-hmm. this Latin <clears throat> phrase. What is sine die? So sine die, the Latin phrase, essentially means um, a day without setting another day for convening. Um, so after that day, they just don't meet. They I'll go home. Um, but that is um, the last. That's the last le- legislative uh, it's day. The last day of the session. It's day forty right. of, which I believe is March twenty eighth. I want to yes. say for this so, year. Crossover day is February 29th. and then signy die is March twenty eighth. Got it. That is. And so, if you've like seen in the news on on signy die, you might see the photo or the video of the lawmakers oh, throwing the mm-hmm. papers yep. in the air, and that. That marks the end of session. That is true. Yep. And then um, bills that pass both chambers then go to the governor's desk for either for his sig- signature, signature or veto. veto. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So it doesn't have to be. He can take no action. He can take yeah, right. Sign. Yeah. Right. And he could also not sign a bill. And at a certain point, <clears throat> I don't remember the time frame, but at a certain point, it will still become law. Correct. I yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's a very kind of high level overview of the legislative process. Let's backtrack a little bit and talk about committees. Mm-hmm. How do you get select if you're a representative or a senator, how do you get selected to be on a particular committee and what does that process look like? So, yeah, there are actually three types of committees. Um you have the standing committee, conference committee and study committee. Um, So the standing committees, all the legislators get their assigned committees. Um, And who assigns the committee? I believe it is the, um, whoever is the majority Mm -hmm. party, obviously they- um, That's the Republicans, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am not sure exactly who does it, but they do that. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like being waiting. So that'd be like the Speaker of the House and then the- pro tem mm-hmm. on the Senate yep. side. <clears throat> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So they will decide um, your committee assignments. Um, you can you can request 
which ones you want to be for, right. you won't always get them. Right. What's likely, most people always get their one. And so you kind of like rank it. Um, yeah. And there's some committees that are more powerful than others. Yes. Uh, budget, obviously. Um, there is public safety, uh, appropriations, which I just said. Um, rules. Is rules pretty popular? Rules committee. Um, Also, one that I'm forgetting. uh, It's to do with the elections. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's always, yeah. So there's always uh, the the top five, I believe, the big ones um, that senior, the senior members definitely have more uh, pull for. Yeah. So if you're a freshman, representative or senator you're just at the bottom of the barrel yeah it's it's highly unlikely you're going to be in one of those major committees but you never know and how hard is it to actually get and to introduce and pass legislation as a freshman does that matter i think i don't think it matters i think there's definitely been some freshman legislators that have passed the bills um, I would say if you do, it's a great achievement in your first year being a legislator. That's always great. Um, but I don't think it's that it's that hard. Yeah. And then oh, hold on, Keith, were you better than something? <clears throat> well, I was gonna let you finish the committees. I was gonna ask a question. Like, so like, do you have to serve on the committee? Like, do the yes, like, yes. How, how many is there? Like a minimum? Is there a maximum that you? Um, there is, I don't think there's a minimum or a maximum, but you definitely, mm-hmm. yes. All, but you at least have to be on one committee. Yeah, yeah. all legislators are part of at least, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. And, then, and that's across the board. So that's at the local level. So for your municipality, there are also committees, right? So if you think of a city council, mm-hmm. because you have to figure out, like, in the legislative process, there are certain policies that are specific to a topic. Mm-hmm. So let's say if, if I'm a CPA, more than likely, they're going to put me on a finance-related committee. Mm-hmm. But that was only my second question. Who yeah. puts these people in the committee? Do you go yourself, or do you, like you said, yeah? Somebody... So you can select what committees you're interested in. Mm-hmm. But the in the House and Senate, the lead of the House and the lead of the Senate will determine yep. which committees you get. Mm. Yeah. Now that lead, though, is that where could it get biased around that time? Well, like, sure. could it? It could. Yeah, I, would say. I mean, okay. Yeah. So like actually, you're the, you're the CPA that I know is going to look at everything. So I'm not going to put, put you, you on finance. that committee. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I think that's where like internal politics play a chance because, like, yes. let's say there they someone has a bias against a representative. I'm sure they can go put them on a yeah. committee that's right. Not yeah. Favorable. Not yeah. As impactful. Or, or if I'm, I'm thinking, if I'm a Republican in power, right, mm-hmm. which Republicans hold control of both chambers right mm-hmm. now, the House and the Senate, if there's a workforce related or labor related committee, I'm not going to put a very liberal House or Senate mm-hmm. representative, you know, a, a representative or a senator on a labor committee because they're to the left of where I want this committee to be. I, I guess I have so many questions on the committees because since we've been doing the podcast, you yeah. know, I know the committees is kind of where the work That's is where the work done. The committees right. are exactly. right. so yeah, like, where the work gets done. Are there any laws for the committees? Like, you know, it has to be even Democrat, Republican. Is that like a law? 
that we have on mm -hmm. the books or no? Is that yeah, you need equal representation from oh, both sides. So the committees can't be overly. But there are more. I mean, on the House side, there. But there is always going to. How is it going to be equal representation? Because there's always more Republicans. Than yeah, senators. Well, that's what. Yeah, oh, so, I mean, so, Republicans so, and Democrats. So there's going to be Democrats and Democrats. and Republicans. Like, there's no committee that's all Democrat or all no, Republican. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's like that's what I meant by like equal representation. Like not equal representation. Just like there's representation from both, from sides, both sides, but the Republicans yeah. have more Majority. votes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and, it's whoever is yeah. And then where where does the public get a say in the committees? Do we or is the only yeah. say in voting for my representative to go to the committee? You know, can I sit in on some of these committees? Can I read yeah. a committee? Absolutely. Um, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so that stuff is available to the public. Like, oh yeah, no, all of these committee meetings are open to the public, and, and they're all live streamed mm -hmm. as well. What? Yeah, live streamed. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Go to the Georgia General yeah, Assembly. So we can put. Yeah, we'll put at the put, put in the notes. Put in the notes. Yeah, where okay. like where to go. Yeah, but no, the public is a crucial part of like like passing legislation. Like you should show up to the Capitol, testify. For or against, but that is where your voice gets heard. Okay, so those are, that's when you have those days, right? Like, where, like, the Greeks all oh, go. Oh, well, no, that's like, separate. That's, oh, those are that's two separate. Those different. Oh, okay. Those yeah. are, uh, yeah. Um, so what I'm talking about is, like, so when a bill is in committee, they, um, members usually, like, Let's just say it's um, I'm trying to think of a bill that got a lot of the election, anything to do with any of the election bills. Right. Like it, it come people come out with like a great crowd and great numbers mm -hmm. to like testify, show their support against like it is. And it can actually sway um, the influence. That's how it yeah. Yeah. like a city council meeting. When they yeah, have exactly. The public oh. comment. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yeah. OK. OK. All yeah. right. See. Learn something yeah. New. So yeah. There is a lot more. Almost kind of like the public should kind of be going to work as well during this time. Like if you have the time to yeah. like live stream, yeah, it or is a review. It's a crucial part. Like the public should be. It's the people's house. It's what it is. Like it's mm -hmm. as much as yeah, you've we've they've elected these uh, members to represent them, but the public should absolutely be involved in every step of the way. Right. Um. It's. It's always, it's definitely a little hard because they try to, again, what I said initially, gatekeep it, but that is not how it's set up to be. You're supposed to go comment, let your voice be known, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And even if you can't make it in person, you can always email. Email, mail, yeah, call. You can call their office. Now, I do believe that because I remember, uh, what's his name? Sanford Bishop. Mm -hmm. When I was in school down in middle Georgia, like he was. I'm not gonna lie. He used to respond to the emails. Like he yeah. came to the campus and kind of talked to us. Oh, yeah, man, he, you know, right. Our, it it kind of worked. So, but I thought it was because it was middle Georgia. Mm. You know, I didn't assume it would happen everywhere. Yeah, yeah. everywhere. But everybody has that type yeah. of access. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So on the Georgia General Assembly website, it will list their the office address. Their email, phone number, so you can pick up yeah. the admiral. Yeah, it's very accessible. All the information. Yeah, we'll there. also put in the show notes how you can find your state representative yes. and your state senator, <clears throat> so you know whose district you're in. 
you know, maybe this is a different podcast topic too. My last thing is when you do have a, a rep, right? Like, does that only go for where you're living at the time, where you're moving to? Because I think about renters. Mm-hmm. When I hear this, and I always feel like the homeowners they kind of know. Okay, I'm gonna be here mm-hmm. five years, so I can kind of sway certain things. A renter might feel like, well, I'm in Little Burn now, but I'll probably be moving to Atlanta, and then the next year I might. So do you also still have a say? Is it only for homeowners? Like, do you have to pay taxes? Like, who does everybody have a say? I'm just asking to put it out there. Is it? Yeah, I, I will. I'll start. Yeah. I'll say, yes, everyone has a say. It doesn't matter if you're a renter or a homeowner. You live in the state of Georgia, especially if you're a voter. They're going to particularly pay attention um, to your perspective. So absolutely email call show up and say i'm your constituent and my point of view on x topic is this and i want you to consider my point of view yeah just to add on to that yeah absolutely it doesn't matter if you're renting or homeowner it's yeah i put that out for the people because you know sometimes that's what i think holds people up too like well i'm not going to be here you know or this is not going to affect me i'm going to but you can still make some change. Yeah. Right. And it, especially if you think about legislation that's being passed in the state capitol mm-hmm. is going to impact you no matter where you live compared to mm-hmm. legislation that's happening at a hyper local level. Right. So maybe today you don't live in the city of Atlanta. You live in Lilburn. So whatever the Lilburn City Council does impacts you today. Right. But whatever the state house and state senate does impacts you no matter where you live in the entire state. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So you should yeah, definitely pay attention to what's happening. Yes. That I just to add on to that, yeah. you should definitely tune in to session when it happens. You know, you have any questions, they're there. They're there for, yeah, they're serving you, they're serving the people. So you should they should they will have, they will answer you. And yeah. Yeah. So def- it seems very intimidating, but it's not. Um, so highly right. recommend. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk a little bit about lobbying? Sure. So we've kind of just talked a little bit about person to constituent lobbying, right? Right, yes. I'm a resident. I'm a voter. I'm lobbying my state representative or my state senator. But what about the folks who get paid to lobby, the Mm -hmm. professional lobby? Can you tell us a little bit about what is that like? I think sometimes when people hear lobbying, they're like, oh, lobbying is bad. So maybe demystify what is lobbying. Is it always bad? Can it be good? Help us understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The word lobbying, again, is also just like, it sounds like, oh, wow, like very. Um, but lobbying essentially is just like, yeah, you're just you're um, advocating to either push for something or to stop something. Um, it can be good and bad, depending on how you how your interests right. are um good lobbying i would say things like you know like pushing for fair election laws or like more transparency that's always good um bad lobbying um anything that again is like i don't know like uh anything to do uh with like making it more uh mysterious i would say mm-hmm. like Putting all these like, yeah, jargon, jargony words or like 
We're passing legislation that's not that's really not, for the people. That's not for the people. Exactly. Yeah. It's in the interest of uh, bigger corporations. Right. Like, yeah. That's that's what I would say. Yeah. So yeah. yes, that's um, it is that is um, how I would put it. Uh, it is a um, like big companies. Yeah, they they pay. They pay, money. Yeah. <laughs> they pay money. Yeah. They big pay money. big money to yeah. have their interests pushed down right. to state capital. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing about lobbyists, just for folks who don't know, is that you have to register to lobby. So you, you can't say, I represent Coca-Cola and I'm just coming down here to make sure you pass, you don't pass a bill that bans sugar. Yep. Right. You actually have to register and mm -hmm. show who your clients are. Yep. Yeah. So you register with state ethics. Um, and it's, you, it will, you have to list every client that you're there representing, um, fill out disclosures and all of that. So yes, yeah, that is, there's yeah. a lot of, um, there's a lot of paperwork and everything that goes with that. So yeah. Right. Um, so representative Clark is a Democrat. <clears throat> yes. Um, she is a member of the minority party, right? So for certainly as long as we've been potting and as long as I can recall in my time in Georgia, Republicans have had control of both chambers, the House and the Senate. So if you were the minority party, what is your role considering that you don't have the, the uh, votes to pass legislation that you might want to pass? Um, so I think... As a minority party, you're trying to, I would say the best way is you're trying to work with the other side. Um, I think it's not always um, us versus them. Um, I think there's a lot of work that gets done that's done in um, collaboration with them. Uh, I think the overall um, view is that it's hostile, but it's not. Like there's a lot of bills that both parties work on together for the good of the people. Um, and so, uh, I think, yeah, it's hard being the minority party, obviously, because you don't have that many votes, but, um, I think the overall theme really is like collaboration and yeah, trying to ask the right questions and make sure like the bills that the Republicans are passing, like, yeah, make sure like they've done all their research and we're asking the correct questions and everyone knows what it's about, I guess. Yeah. Are there times where it seems like people, legislators are voting on bills that they really don't understand? Does yes. that happen? I think it does happen. And I would say probably because it happens so quick. I would say the last two weeks, um, right before Sine die, things start moving very quickly to where you're just like voting on bills nonstop back to back. So it's very hard to keep track if you're not careful things will you will pass something you'll vote yes on something that you meant to say no to and it might be a nefarious bill so that so would you have to be very <clears throat> deliberate and diligent mm -hmm. which is your but yeah. that's that's the exception not the norm yes that is the exception. i think it's one of those um a strategy say if you will sure. if you're trying to pass a bill that's somewhat controversial if you push it between a day when you're voting non-stop back to back and say like if it's not the first bill or the last bill you push something in right 
you know, you don't read it carefully enough or you haven't done the research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it can happen for sure. Yes. And how often would you say legislation is being introduced and passed that is um, legislation that's happening elsewhere? So maybe there's some organization that's pushing for a particular bill Mm -hmm. and they've passed this legislation in Alabama Mm -hmm. or Florida or Tennessee, and they're also introducing the legislation here. Is that common where you're seeing kind of copy and paste? I would say so. Yeah, I definitely. I think. Yeah. And I think that also happens. um, It can happen at the same time, but you can also um, pre-file right before session starts. You can also like pre-file a bill. So it's like ready when it starts. It can be read. Um, I do believe I think I think it's happened for sure in the past right couple of years since I've been there. Yeah. 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 Where you've got like different lobbying groups who are pushing. I mean, if you think about some of the conversations that we're seeing happening at a national level, whether it's book bans, school vouchers, yep. anything LGBT related, maybe some banking and finance, you know, like pro-business Pro, mm-hmm. legislation yeah. that's happening elsewhere. They'll also, uh, you know, try to get it passed. In multiple in states multiple and states. see, yeah, yeah, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah. If there was something you could change about the legislative process, what would that be? Um, I think just, like, make it more simplified. Um, That's always just, I think that should be, what we should be striving towards instead of making it so like if you know you know it's like everyone should know this um it's interesting that we don't have civics as part of our curriculum um in schools which is not it's it's something i grew up with i grew up with civics yeah yeah Yeah, which is funny um internationally civics has always been part of it but here not as much they, so, they, they let the honors kids take civics. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. That's who gets civics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I did not know that. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a little weird, but yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's quite smart actually, if you think about it, because those are the kids who are more than likely going no, to yeah, yeah, they're going to be high earners, mm-hmm. right? And they're the ones going to be paying more attention, and the rest are not. Yeah, which is where like yeah, if that is what. I would change is like make it more transparent, make it easy because like, yes, we advocate like you should be down at the Capitol. You should be tuning in. It's hard to when you don't understand and yeah. they're like passing around words. Yeah. You're like, and I it's don't also know the middle means. of the day, right? Or you're having a committee hearing on a book ban or I remember the last session there was some I don't remember where the legislation ended up, but there was some talk about um, like Kratom and other like CBD, like. Uh, you know, various things that like everyday folks are using but there was conversation about it in the legislative process that the public didn't even know <clears throat> about right yeah so i think it's because the republicans are the majority party they control when meetings are so some meetings like when we were doing the election laws they were happening at like 7 a.m in the morning yes it's a very right. it's very strategic yeah. as to how they do things so i will say Anything that gets done at the Capitol is done with a lot of strategy. Nothing is random. So tell me a little bit more about advocacy, how people can get involved. How do you actually connect with your state senator or your state representative? Mm -hmm. So like I said before, 
the website, the Georgia General Assembly website lists all those details. Um, but there are certain days um, where advocacy groups will come down to the Capitol and they can actually meet with, you can meet with your legislators. Um, we They didn't have this during the pandemic, um, but there's ropes outside both the House floor and the Senate on the third floor. And in between um, like the floor sessions, um, legislators will come out and you can talk to them. Um, so you can come with your questions, your and like, whatever ideas you have, suggestions. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. one way to do it. Um, I would say uh, go also, you can watch in person. If you're at the Capitol, go to the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sit, Actually, sit in the gallery. Actually watch the sausage yeah. be made. Sit in the gallery yeah. and do it, yeah. Yeah. So the legislators meet for 40 days. <clears throat> what happens the rest of the year when they're not in session? So... We, yes, Georgia is a part-time session, so 40 days. Um, when you're not in session, um, you're meeting with your constituents. Um, it's 2024 is an election year. So as soon so as they are everybody, done. everybody, all of the state house and the state senate are up for reelection. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on. So go, go back one moment. You said Georgia, they it's only, part-time. They part-time. only work for 40 days? Yeah. Well, they only legislate, legislate for, 40. for 40 days. I mean, what but, else are you doing if you ain't legislating? So you're fundraising, um, which is crucial in a campaign year. So right now, actually, should mention this. Everyone who is an active legislator, fundraising pause. No one is you cannot, making yeah, money you right cannot, now. You cannot fundraise for your campaign <clears throat> during the legislative session. And mm-hmm. the idea behind that, I mean, it's a bit of a veil, right? I mean, the idea is... While you're in office, you can't I can't cut money. you a check, but I can cut you a check as soon as that yes gavel closes for signy die. Mm. What? So there is literally the minute they adjourn signy die, that act blue button goes live. Yes. <laughs> so the other thing is, this is every year. Correct. But it's more prevalent during a. Election year? A major election. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So obviously elections. So basically every other year because it's every two years, right? Right. Every two years. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So when they're not. So for the 40 days, they're obviously not raising any money. Mm -hmm. Once they're done, this year is super crucial. So as soon as they're done this year, back to fundraising. Right. Because you got the primary, right, for folks who are being primaried. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the general. General. And then because of redistricting, which we didn't talk about in the pod because we took a bit of a break, <laughs> but because of redistri- redistricting, some of the legislators have been pit against each other. Yes. So, yep, that's so uh, both Democrats and Republicans, they've like had to compete with their colleagues. Um, I would say uh, Representative Sam Park and Representative mm-hmm. Greg Kennard, they got drawn into the same district and Representative Kennard is not. He's not. He's not going to run against. Right. Yeah, his colleagues actually. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So you can choose to run the gauntlet, right, and and compete against each other, or you can do like Representative Kennard and say, "I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed my time. I don't want to run against my colleague." Yep. Man, I just feel like we have to have a whole other pod on like the underlying. Oh, like, for yeah. There's a lot of because like why I'm just trying to figure out. Why? Because you only work for 40 days. But you're not working. It's it's not. You're not. So you could. So let's say, like, let's just continue with Representative Clark, right? So she represents Lilburn Mm -hmm. in Gwinnett County. 
as a state representative, someone, her constituents might ask her, right? I mean, you can chime in on this. They might ask her to do something or help with something. Yeah. The the city or the county might ask her for her support on something or to attend a community meeting. Well, I guess for the people and for myself, what's the power, right? Like you, you pass the laws for the 40 days, boom, yeah. you're done. So you're fundraising. So in the midst of fundraising, as a rep, what can I do? Can what I can call the president? Can I like what's the yeah? What, you know what power do I? Because I I know what city when council, I'm not legislating every day. Yeah, when I'm not, not legislating, legislating, what power do I what have? What power do you have? Yeah. Well, yeah, you have a lot actually. So I'll what when what after the forty days are done, basically you can hold town halls. Um, I'll take the COVID year, for example. We were doing a lot. Everything was virtual, but we were holding virtual town halls. We were telling people where to get vaccinated, um, how how to get COVID tests, all of that stuff. Um, so just because they're down at the Capitol for 40 days and they're legislating laws, but after that, you're always still working for your constituents. You're holding town halls. You're going ho- um, holding events, meeting constituents. Um Yes, because it's a political year. A lot of that right now will be like campaigning, knocking on doors, et cetera. Um, but there's always work yeah. being done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you're a really good legislator, you also have great relationships with your cities and counties <clears throat> in the area that you, the county and the area that you represent. Yep. Yeah. Because your city might have a legislative agenda for the session. Yeah. Right. Or your county might have a legislative agenda for the session. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And they're going to ask you. That's how those other uh, reps from like the top of the state come together to try to legislate what Atlanta can do. Well, that's like, that has that like a, somewhat. I mean, that has always there's always been a thing of Atlanta versus the state of the Georgia. State of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, we talked about on yeah. the pod before, like there are some laws coming up and you're like, well, these laws don't even concern half of these cities. But, you know, you have. Yeah. For example, um. I work for Marta, um, and so boop, boop. one of the <laughs> go public give me a little train sound. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you have companies like Coca Cola and everything who have big money behind them. Mm-hmm. We, as I'm sure, as everyone should know, that we are in the midst of constructing Summerhill BRT bus rapid transit, so it's mm-hmm. train on wheels. Um, oh, but, we talked about that. Yeah, okay. we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a good example of like legislation that we are down at the Capitol for um, in terms of like camera enforcement and like signal priority, which is mm-hmm. something only that the Georgia General Assembly can pass. So mm-hmm. things like that. So it is um, it's all different types of legislation that yeah. can be looked at. Right. But even when the session is not happening. So if you think about like who is the state rep that for the Summer Hill area, right, which is in mm-hmm. the city of Atlanta, mm-hmm. there might be something that happens in the construction of, of Summer Hill five months from now that MARTA might need that state rep to help them work with the state DOT, Department of Transportation, on. Mm-hmm. So you're still, even though it's a part-time position, you're doing something related to your job more than likely around the, across the year you just gave me a light bulb like now i see why georgia has a bunch of busy bodies because they're not working <laughs> you know they have 40 days to be in legislation and the rest of the year is just to like 
you know, get ready for the next 40 days, right? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, that's, it's that's like, it. Yeah, that's it. You're So the 40 days... Because basically in between then, you're choosing what kind of work you kind of want to do, right? Like that's there's right. no set agenda. That, right. I mean, it's it, like, let's say, it's like prepping for a major exam, right? Mm, like, like that week that you're taking the exam, but before that you're studying, going mm-hmm. to prep classes, you're doing all of this stuff. Um, So that doesn't mean you're not... Yeah, like you're right. obviously. And if you're researching. a good rep, you've been studying all year. Yes, you go. you're meeting, you're, you're doing your research. You try to cram it all in before. Uh-huh. The, ah, yeah, right. Uh, you're meeting with your constituents. You're <laughs> yeah. holding events. You're making sure you're out and about. Right. You know, so you're yeah, right. you're getting yeah. So so now I, I in this conversation, I just feel like now the people, if y'all are listening, I think there's a non-biased way to to gauge your reps. Like, yeah, forget being Republican Democrat. It's like, you know. What kind of person are you putting right. up? Because it sounds like some basic skills just need to be had by That's our right. legislators. Absolutely, yeah. No matter yeah. what side of the aisle you're on. But if yeah, you're not, people yeah. skills absolutely matter. I yeah. mean, you're there for a reason. Like, while you're at the Capitol, you're there to pass laws, um, represent your community who mm-hmm. you've been elected by. Right. So and once you're if you're not there, you should be continuously engaging. You should always be out, you know. This is the part people. that would get me engaged with the census. Mm. Hearing this kind of yeah, mm-hmm. this would make me because right. we talked about the census, how that contributes to like right. the reps and stuff. That's and right. How it makes me sense. Yeah. Like yeah. So yeah, we talked about why you should respond to the census. But this is exactly why, mm-hmm. because it's proportional to the number of people who live in the community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's super it's yeah. super important to be engaged because you can't like yeah the census or any type of survey in general if five people only respond they're going to make decisions based off five people versus 500 which is a better representation so right yeah Yeah. another thing i would say about why the state house and state senate is important is if there is a change to the state constitution those are the individuals who will determine if that change passes or not Right. So before it goes to you, the voter, they're the ones who have determined if this is going to even get to you. Mm-hmm. So th- there is a tremendous amount of power and responsibility in being a state representative or being a state senator. Absolutely. Yeah. It is not a position that anyone should take lightly. So anyone considering running for office needs to know that it's a huge amount of responsibility. Like you've been elected on behalf of all these people. So you need to keep their best interests at mind. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be to um, get yourself ahead of your political career or whatever. It should always be for the people. Right. Yeah. And the other thing I would say is that it is a political stepping stone often. Right. So if you think about Governor Kemp, he was originally a state representative. Right. So he went from state rep to being uh, Secretary of State, mm-hmm. to being Governor. Governor. I, w- I was going to bring that up, but I, we, we talked yeah. about on the last pod, which could take you to the next. Right, mm-hmm. yes, part, right. We talked to about the next yeah. last time. So, like, right. yeah, as mm-hmm. much as it is that you're leveling up, there's a way to do it while still being an authentic leader and, like, still making sure that the laws you're passing, the conversations you're having – is for the benefit of the people and not just yourself. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish people understood 
about the legislative process, about the Georgia General Assembly, that maybe you're like, oh, I wish people understood this or thought about this? So I will say um, one thing that I have learned, um, and we talk about this a lot when I was um, in Rep Clark's office, is like with every bill, there is the good and the bad. So there is the positives of what will happen, but there's also unintended consequences. So I think that's super important to know that like if you're researching a bill or something, always look at all sides of it. Like, yes, this is going to change something, but what's the consequence that you can't that you, it's mm-hmm. it's going to happen, but you can't think of right now. Like it's right. Yeah. Like I think as much as we see the positives and the negatives, you always have to see, well, this is going to help one group of people. Well, what's it going to do to the other? Like, right. So, right. I, yeah. So. Or, or this could help one group of people, but there are barriers yeah. for it even getting to help them. To help them. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yes, this is going to make it better. But like, if there's like, for example, a high cost to get something started, it's mm-hmm. like, well, how do you overcome that? Right. So, yeah. I think the one thing I, I like, I would say nothing happens in a vacuum. Like it's very everything that is done there is very deliberate. So I would say always just like be like vigilant, like nothing that happens there is done by mistake. It's always a strategy of someone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. I think that (laughs) might be the way we wrap up. Um, Angela, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Of course. Thank you. This is is great. Yeah, I think we probably we came away with a lot of answers, but we may have also come away with more questions about the process. Why is the why are things the way they are? The power imbalance. Is my voice really heard? Which I think we've tried to address. Like, yes, it is heard. And even if it's not heard, you should still put it on the record. You should. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, um, just I'll just say one more time. It's like there it's the people's house. So absolutely. You should be down there engaging either in person, virtually call, email, any of it. Yeah. And now with social media, you could even. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you. Check the show uh, notes for links on how to understand who represents you, how to connect with them, where to go, when to go, all those types of things. As always, thank you for tuning in to Where the Party At. I'm your host, Saba Long.